Just want to say thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Um, I've just recently released a audio file, a, a zip file of 35 or so different podcast themes and, and goofs and musical things I've done over the years uh, for download for our patrons. So if you would like to join them, uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. And uh, in doing so, I unearthed uh, this little bit of music, my Fallout-inspired version of the theme song I'm going to bookend this episode with. Not because Fallout has anything to do with Katamari, but because the Fallout 4 trailer came out. And it is it is literally one of two game series that I can still stoke a game boner on. So uh, please enjoy, and thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. Yes, and this week we are reading your responses to Katamari Damacy, the game we talked about in the last episode. And uh, just like we thought, people like this game, Gary. Yeah, and and so do I. So mm-hmm. do we. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to go ahead and get us started here with Jonathan Stark, who says via Facebook, Damacy was a wonderfully self-aware game that reveled in poking fun at itself and everything from its musical choices to the king's massive world-eclipsing crotch bulge. <laughs> this made it refreshingly indie at a time when gaming was beginning to feel dominated by epic, more serious games. I remember distinctly feeling like I'd returned to the simple days of my NES childhood when playing it. And that was a good feeling. Yeah. In, in some weird ways, it kind of feels like some of the abject suffering games that we do that aren't bad, that are just kind of weird and inscrutable. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is at a higher level of fidelity and they can be, you know, kind of more singular uh, with with the with the aesthetic um, is definitely to its benefit. But I kind of get what Jonathan's saying by feeling like the a return to the you know the experimental time of the NES. Yeah, we didn't talk too much about like the the game surrounding when this came out, but this was in the wake of like Grand Theft Auto Three, mm-hmm. you know saturate and clones of such saturating the market right it came out right like right around the same time that grand theft auto san andreas did yeah like, so you like know, this was that was big yeah 2004 was a big game it was, it was a big a big year for triple a games like san andreas and halo 2 both yeah. came it came out that year so i can definitely see like the idea of seeing this as a, a fresh of a breath of fresh air and the idea of kind of comparing it as like an indie-esque experience i think is right on you know yeah. as we talked about in the main episode talking about it like uh how much it would do gangbusters on kickstarter these yeah. days it was like indie within a gigantic studio even yeah which is very cool yeah alex writes in via the contact forum saying to me katamari was a wake-up call to the whole industry kind of continuing that previous thread it was mm-hmm. one of the first budget games on console uh to receive almost universal praise and it showed companies that the that a budget title doesn't have to be relegated to the walmart shit bin it can be a niche boutique item budget titles will sell a will sell better at a lower price uh, price point to a smaller market as long as the game is unique enough. I doubt this series would have continued if they spent millions on adverts and charged 60 bucks, but it managed to hit the right audience at the right time. 
enough so that it has to reprint it against all expectations. Nowadays, a budget game will usually go straight to digital, but at the time, Katamari was a pretty bold move by Namco. You yeah, know, it's also... Or go, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. In a way, it's kind of like a Deadly Premonition. Oh, yeah. I mean, that came out at 20 bucks on the 360. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, like, and but those those are really rare cases. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to think of good budget games in general. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're they're just like a lot of times. I remember, especially near the end of the uh, the PlayStation One's lifespan, yeah. um, which coincided with like my greatest amount of disposable income <laughs> as a kid. Um, just everything that wasn't full price was really shitty. Yeah, like I like I put in you know tens and tens of hours into like. Darkstone and the like, <laughs> like it was just like they were they were bad games, and then to have something like this pop up, like you know, it is it is it's really refreshing. And same thing with like Deadly Premonition, like that game, it is that is closer to this in that like it's not just about its quality, it's about its like limited audience. Yeah, you know, which is another good reason to make things uh, mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper. Yeah, like like there's a little bit of this like Earth Defense Force is kind of a similar vibe. Oh yeah, 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 and those games are okay. Yeah. Um, those, those are kind of fun for a little bit. They, they serve their purpose, right? Yeah. They're not great. The Burger King games. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Those are those are like their own thing. Yeah. We'll do we'll do like an abject suffering triptych <laughs> of those at some point. Um, yeah. That would make sense. Or the next live stream that we do where we do actual episodes, we'll just talk about all three of them for an hour. <laughs> um, yeah. So Brent says by contact. Hey there. I'd like to share my experiences with the release of the first game, and I hope this doesn't sound too much like I'm trying to be a hipster. I had trouble getting a hold of Katamari Damacy when it was first released. I called my local stores to try to try and get more info, but literally none of them had any idea what I was talking about. <laughs> After I'd spelled out the game's title aloud, usually twice, they'd tell me they couldn't find it in their system or weren't getting any copies. I grew up in a densely populated part of Southern California, so it was really bizarre to have so much trouble finding the game. This worried me, so I decided to pre-order the game at my local Game Crazy. Unfortunately, when I called the store on its release date, they informed me that the game had been delayed for about a month. I couldn't believe that, so I started calling the GameStops in my area. Luckily, a GameStop only 15 minutes away had a couple of copies of the game. I asked them to hold a copy for me, but they just scoffed and said nobody was going to come in and buy the game. They hadn't sold a single copy all day, despite being the only store within 20 minutes with a copy. Sure enough, they still had a copy when I got there, and I bought it for $19.99. I stopped by a Game Crazy on the way home uh, to get my reservation money back, and the manager was really upset that GameStop had sold me the game. He told me that GameStop had broken the street date and that he'd be reporting them to somebody. Yep. I'm sure nothing came uh, from that since he was wrong and there was no delay. Um, I'm honestly not even sure how I heard about this game, but I was hyped. My family didn't get home internet access until late 2005. Wow. I think there may have been a short Katamari clip on a trailer DVD I got from some gaming magazine. I also recall a very short mention of the game in an issue of Play Magazine, but I don't think I had any other information on the game. I recall being pretty anime as hell in 2004, although I didn't yaw like a cat. Uh, so it may have just been that Katamari Damacy looked so Japanese. Yeah, it's pretty Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Man, I can't, I can't read Game Crazy without kind of laughing at that. Like, <laughs> what, a, what a dumb name for, for a store. Like, what a world we used to live in, yeah. man. It's a ground of the Game Crazy. It's game mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. Like, boy, is that, that not going to age real well. <laughs> yep. I'm then, crazy for games. Yeah, and that was like attached to like Hollywood Video, wasn't it? Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like videos yeah. with all the coolness of Hollywood. It's right <laughs> next to like smoker sunglasses and like <laughs> like always in the food, worst part of food town. Food for eaters. Yeah, <laughs> food for eaters. <laughs> was, that a, was, was that a pitch thing? 
<laughs> yeah, there, there's uh, teeth. I think there, there the were te- uh, teeth for brushers. Yeah, teeth for brushers. Okay. The, uh, the pitch magazine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, not, not the not the uh, sci-fi erotica one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, uh, analog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, erotic friction. <laughs> That, that was that was a thing though the uh, the kind of the the warfare between uh, b- between the chains a little oh, bit yeah. at the local level like uh, the, like I would be sent on the clock to go to the EB uh, you know like the, across across the parking lot <laughs> to like check it out and ask them if they would uh, if they would sell me something out of street date because like there was like a ten thousand dollar fine from uh, maybe the ESA something like that like you know, there 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 was somebody who you reported street uh, street date breaches to wow. Yeah, re- really petty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, everything you've ever said about that job makes it sound like a real nightmare. <laughs> I know, right? But I was in high school, <laughs> oh, yeah, and, I mean, then, I I, and then I was in college, um, and yeah. then it was after college. <laughs> <laughs> I was an adult, and yeah, <laughs> I worked there for eight years, Gary. <laughs> Think about yeah. that. That that is that is depressing. I know, right? <sighs> Sean writes in via contact. <laughs> 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 via contact. Um, <laughs> I love Katamari Damacy. It was the first video game soundtrack I owned, and the gameplay is a perfect mix of easy to pick up but difficult to finish. I played the game again last year on my PS3, and what struck me was how funny it is. I love the apathy of the King of All Cosmos and his dialogue making it clear that he didn't care how much he screwed up. It was your job to fix it. What's easy to forget in our crazy space year of 2015 where all games are basically free is how much of a value Katamari was when it came out. At $20, when most games were $40 or $50, it was extremely easy to justify. The fact that it was a full experience for that price was icing on the cake. I finally found We Heart Katamari last year, uh, but I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. Do you guys have any experience with it? Yes. I have extensive experience with it. Like I played it a lot uh, Mm because I was hungry for more Katamari. Mm -hmm. And this was a a game that I could play with my my ex-wife. You know, she like played games as well, but this is like a great couch game. Mm -hmm. Just take turns and and hang out and see what it has to offer. Um, I think the second game is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think later than that, it gets iffier. Yep. But the second one is worth playing. Yeah. Um, It doesn't add that much though. Eh, It adds a little bit. More special stages and stuff like that. Yeah. And and new pretty songs and the like. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So thank you, Sean. Um, Brian says, by contact. I remember seeing an article on Katamari Damacy when it first came out that one of the inspirations was the amount of video game video games where the gameplay focused on violence and a desire to move away from that. Then I played the game. When the, the Katamari were tiny, everything was fine. But when they got bigger and I was pursuing screaming, fleeing people and absorbing them into my mountains of stuff, watching them writhe in a futile attempt to escape before the ever-increasing pile buried them alive. Then at the end of the level, I launched them into space. Yep. Yep. It's it's really disturbing if you think about it. And the way they hand wave it is not entirely satisfying. Yeah, it is it is uh it's cartoon violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's slapstick. It's you know it's a it's it's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see here. Um, I'm going to continue with Jackson, who says, Episodes 100 and 101 represent some pretty important stuff in my personal gaming uh, history. In high school, I found myself in a rut of playing bad games. I would buy your Kill Zones, your NHL, 2K, whatevers, um, and then try to remember why I even liked video games. 
But at some point, I convinced myself to get a Super Nintendo, and one of the first games that I played all the way through on it was Super Metroid. This is a little bit of a dip back in time, but he gets to Katamari. Uh, the game blew my mind uh, for so many of the reasons you talked about, um, and I maintain that it is the still the best game I've ever played. But after that, I returned to playing a lot of not-so-great stuff otherwise. That is, until the end, uh, until near the end of my high school, um, when I uh, met my first girlfriend who helped me discover that there are, in fact, cool games worth playing. One of these games was Katamari Damacy. Uh, the game filled uh, me with such joy. Everything about it just resonated with me so strongly. The strange premise, the even stranger story, the bright colors, the simple graphics, the novel control scheme, the amazing soundtrack all come together so well that I haven't been able to get them out of my head since. I own all of the Katamari games, except Beautiful Katamari, since I don't own, since I don't own an Xbox, and also Keita Takahashi's other Namco project, Nobi Nobi Boy, which is wonderful in many of the same ways. And I also imported the soundtracks to all the Katamari games on CD, uh, which have been in my music rotation consistently uh, for many years. Playing these games reinvigorated my love for games and helped me develop a sense of what games uh, uh, of what games I actually enjoy playing uh, and should seek out. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you think of the, uh, of Katamari Damacy, uh, but can't help but wish that this was an episode on We Heart Katamari. Uh, sorry, We Less Than Three Katamari, uh, the mm-hmm. sequel, which I think is a distinct upgrade on the original in almost every way. I mean, really, a sequence of levels where you roll a sumo around to collect food and make him bigger on a way to win the championship? What could be better? In any case, I'm so happy that you two uh, did back-to-back episodes on what I think are the best game ever and the first game, uh, my favorite game series ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no problem, Jackson. Mm-hmm. I, I I know Jackson. I met him um, the second time I went to PAX, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Nick and, and those guys met him, and it was a... Uh, uh, and I wasn't totally sure it was the same guy. Um, he followed me on Twitter and I was like, hey, are you that Jackson? Because he has a very unique uh, spelling of his name. Yep. And uh, it was one of those things where he, like, we were at, um, like, at a, an event thing for a company. And we were just sitting there and he was just like, hey, what are you guys doing? And, like, it was just like, oh, nothing. And we ended up, like, hanging out and we went and went to this bar and, and sang karaoke and, like, went and got this artisanal cheese plate <laughs> at a bar and stuff. And it was really cool. Um, so yeah, so and then like, you know, it was like, oh, I wonder if this Jackson is that same Jackson I met. Yeah. Um, and it is. So, hey, Jackson. <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is a uh, that is a, that is a charming story. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes you lose hope <laughs> in, in terms of what games are out there. It's it's harder to think about that now because there are more games than uh, you could ever play. But like this is this was right around the time of my gaming lull, actually, where I just yeah. kind of drifted away because of, you know, high school and stuff. Um, 2004 is like prime time for that. And, um, yeah. and yeah, this, uh, this did kind of bring me back into the fold a little bit. So I resonate with Jackson's, uh, Jackson's story. Yeah. So, so much so like when you, you talked about, you said this is the same year San Andreas came out. I remember that being the first game that I like spite finished <laughs> as an adult. Like I was like, I am so bored with this, but I'm going to finish it. Like, yeah. I feel like I should play this and, uh, and kept playing it. Um, you know, and that was, it was a big time for that. And like, if you want to feel, um, recently I talked about, how I went to that, uh, video game music thing. Um, and if you want to feel shitty about video games, <laughs> that's the way to do it um, and see how, how samey they, they all are, you know? No. And uh, it is one of the things is now that there are kind of infinite games, like every time I start feeling that way, I just realize like, oh, I can just choose what to play yep. and not worry about that at all. Like <laughs> I can just like, there are literally amazing games that I could play every moment of my life if I stopped sleeping and I still wouldn't run out of games until I, I died, you know, like I, I never have to play your, 
you know, I mean, no, no offense to people who like dig on kill zone and NHL, okay, whatever. But like, if you think that's boring, don't play it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, like, there are infinitely good things out there. Yeah. Like we, we, we are, we live in an amazing time for this shit. Yep. Like, and, and it's also made it so like every year since I kind of came to that revelation, like I always think, you know, at the end of the year, I'm like, this is an amazing year for games. Yeah. And then like all of like the punditry kind of comes around and they're like, disappointing year for games. Watchdog wasn't that good. And it's like, well, who gives a shit? Shovel Knight <laughs> came out, man. Like it doesn't matter that Watchdogs wasn't so good. Like mm-hmm. you can choose what you look at. Like it doesn't, uh, you know, you can craft your own experience with this. Yeah. So that's what made it uh, especially frustrating around the time Destiny came out. Mm. Because yeah. most of the places that I listened to, um, or most of the podcasts I listened to kind of were playing it out of, it felt like it, it was uh, kind of requisite that if they, if they ignored it, then they would be, they felt like they would be doing their audience a disservice because obviously this is the biggest game of the year. So we should probably talk about it, but nobody felt a thing for it. And you could tell they yeah. were, I mean, maybe I'm projecting a little bit, but you could, you know, you could definitely hear a certain amount of excitement when they broke away from it. Yeah. And yeah. and I remember reading about that on the Something Awful podcast thread, mm-hmm. like other people having that experience from listening to podcasts. Like for somebody who's into games and does a game podcast, I don't listen to any regular video games podcast or listen to any video games podcast regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have that experience, um, partly because I don't care about that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I saw like, oh, like this is going to be a couple months of Destiny. Nope. <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'll check out of that just fine. Um, you know, but that kind of weird... Like people, I feel like people who are disappointed in a medium as a whole, like you have to be willfully ignorant to be disappointed in a medium as yeah. a whole qualitatively. Cause like even the most niche thing, like let's say like all I was into was like collectible card games, mm-hmm. you know, and like there can't be a bad year for anything. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like there, there will always be like, if you look hard enough, there's enough people doing enough things that like, there are always going to be good yeah. shit yeah. in any medium. Mm-hmm. No medium can be bad. Like that is the blessing of, of this, you know, this age we live in. Yeah. And it cuts both ways. Like it can be anxiety inducing to, you know, just say like, you know, I'm, I'm terrified of missing out on this potentially good thing because, you know, <laughs> really the, uh, like what experiencing those things costs is the most precious resource I have. But, right. you know, for sure, like you, you can kind of make your own world with this. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like it's, it, it's, it, it's kind of frustrating because they say this was a bad year for games and really, they need to finish that sentence. This is a bad year for games that fit the narrow definition of what we've covered in the past. Exactly. Or what, like I've, it, what I've played in the past, right? Like, it can be a bad game for some AAA, mm-hmm. like a bad year for some AAA games. Yeah. Like, you know, but like, we're, it's we're, like, and this is good. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, and this is not an original point, but like, you're doing a lot to perpetuate that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, by playing into that, like, we have to cover Destiny for two months. You're ensuring that there are going to be more, tri- you know, disappointing AAA games. Mm-hmm out there like the, if every single time an assassin's creed comes out you give it that much attention even with i know that series you know has good things in it yeah but like if even the ones that are kind of shitty if you spend the same amount of time and hype the same amount you're ensuring that there's always going to be one every year which means they're always going to be glitchy shitty messes it's it's encouraging though i think that the coverage of unity has actually gone gone uh, a fair a fair amount of the way like it's not going to stop the ones that were in the pipeline like we've already seen this uh that that victorian one which dear god like make one in russia make yeah. one in russia in like <laughs> 1917 for fuck's sake don't just make it fucking steampunk victorian Blah. yeah um <laughs> 
But, you know, like, you know, the, like those ones are in the pipeline. They develop, you know, two, three years out. But I think that I think that, you know, like this has been a bad year for we're turning into a different fucking podcast. But like it's a little <laughs> bit heartening that the story about the about these things has kind of turned toward. Yeah, it kind of is disappointing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I think that I think that in general, people are less afraid to say that, um, it's, you know, even, it's just even a bummer in bigger that, outlets. Like it's, it's just a bummer that like the people who are making the games are such behemoths that they have no turning radius yeah you know so like it's not only is that one in the pipeline but like if that one ends up selling well they don't have a real you know impetus to do anything differently yeah like i'm sure that there are people who actually care about the games that they're making Mm -hmm. but you get a team that big with those kind of marketing forces it becomes abstract as to become meaningless like Mm -hmm. they're not really works that can change yeah you know so it is it is a it is a good time again, and I, I say this a lot, and I remember like if you go back to the very first Watch Out for Fireballs where I started talking about I was very enthusiastic about how cheap PC gaming is. Mm-hmm. Um like it is always a good time to be me as a gamer. <laughs> and that's not just because I'm lucky. <laughs> it is due to choices I'm making and you could make them too. Yeah. Like it can if you want it to be a good a good hobby, it can be a good hobby if mm-hmm. you you know. Yeah. If you look at it the right way. So many of these responses were you know, were kind of about the fact that this is a budget title. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, that like they, it made it easier to justify this purchase, and like that, like that is another aspect of this game that was so far ahead of its time. Like you know, occasionally you'll see somebody bemoan the fact that you know they you, you they wish that there was more price variance in AAA. Mm-hmm. Like oh, like why can't uh, like a like a cheaper, less ambitious game come out at forty bucks? Like and this is why you know Deadly, Deadly Premonition got in front of as many people as it did. You know, we we already addressed that, and I was about to say like oh, I wish more people would do something like this, but in reality, we have an infinite price range. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. like we're already living in that world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just like certain kinds of, of experiences. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm tired and also don't want to turn into that podcast that we were turning into for a second, but <laughs> it is, this is a really, this is really relevant to that. Like yeah. the kind of, uh, the more mainstream video game podcasts who talk about this shit, like they should do, they should do like a games club on Katamari <laughs> and consider what this game was like and what it means in the face of your watchdogs and your, your Assassin's Creed's and the like, mm-hmm. you know, cause yeah. it's relevant. Um, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's weird. Cause like those big ones are the, are more the outlier now. Yeah. It's weird too. Cause I, I always like, you know, people could listen to this and be like, Gary's such a, you're a fucking idiot hipster. Like you're always talking about the games you don't play. Like I'm, I'm like 15 or 16 hours into Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm. And that's got an Ubisoft as fuck, like <laughs> to-do list map yeah. that I hate, but I'm still playing it yeah. out of spite. Like, I'm guilty too. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to sound holier than thou. Like we, we have is, a whole show yeah. on the network, like the level that is a modern game show. And you know, yeah. modern is kind of like, Oh, if this came out two or three years ago, whatever, we'll talk about it. But like we cover a bunch of that stuff. Like David and Ben, they, they like destiny. Like, yeah. like, like these things get covered. We're not above it. Yeah. Well, I, I like to think I'm above it, but I'm not. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's my secret shame. The, uh, because of, because of inquisition, <laughs> just because I like elves. <laughs> um, you know you know like i just want to shoot spells at shit noted elf enthusiast gary Butterfield. yeah yeah just like i'm, I'm gonna pretend to be a dark elf <sighs> like that's, that's what i want but not it's in a wild way just in a you know in a dragon age way um but yeah it is just a. Uh, I don't know man i i do get it is very easy to get demoralized about that kind of like mm-hmm. that sameification and then just the uh the the boring map ui with a laundry list of things to do that is, uh, what are the, like, what are the guys, I haven't listened to the level in a while. Do those guys ever, like, is that, do they just not talk about it or do they dig that about it? Like, when they sit down to play an Ubisoft game and they just like, oh, 
here's a thousand different boring collective task things like do they like that or do they just not care it never comes up honestly like it, it, it it's definitely not mentioned as a as a positive and i think okay. that i think that both of them are really good like you know ben really likes uh really likes open world games like he 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 digs on that right and he, mm-hmm. and he likes having a bunch of stuff to do but you know he hasn't responded like really favorably to like the far cry games very recently or mm-hmm. you know like assassin's creed like he he really bounced off of those um in in a bunch of different ways and i think he's more down with like the the, the arkham city kind of flavor of, of yeah that, right which which is a little bit of a different execution and most of the discussion around like dragon age has been around um the kind of the combat system and uh the the interaction and writing and stuff which are kind mm-hmm. of the things that i'd be interested in talking about too so yeah it's just kind of interesting like i like if i'm ever on the level again like mm-hmm. that's gonna i'm just gonna be like what do you guys like what is your take on this and i'm not trying to say it like mm-hmm. i'll ask them but not in a hopefully not in an aggressive way just mm-hmm. like this bothers me so much like what is it about it that like is it just a uh, uh, 100% subjective thing? Like, oh, it just doesn't, I just see through it, you know, mm-hmm. at this point. Or whether it's, like, something they had to come to peace with or yeah. or what, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody, for, for your responses. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Um, Going to wrap this up because we've been recording for a while. Yeah. If you have any thoughts on um, Harvest Moon, SimCity for the SNES, um, uh, Demon's Crest, or L.A. Noir, go to duckfeed.tv slash contact to send in your responses for those. Or feedback in general, that's the best place to do it. Yep, that is the appropriate place. And, uh, yeah, and hit us up on, uh, you know, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv or facebook.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. Mm-hmm. Um, and stay tuned for some uh, some brief just fun and Yeah, you know, just about teeth and such. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't your mama's podcast. We've got all the swears. Yeah, we're coming back. High energy. Adult content, because we don't care. We're gamers. Fuck. Yeah. Pussies. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about pussy and games. Yeah. (laughs) Slurp them up like a piece of cake. Like, get a bro down below to get his yeah. face into your place. Yeah, get him, get Watch him. out for fireballs, boys. Bro down below. Down. Just, and then just seven minutes of somebody eating an overripe peach yeah. into, directly into the microphone. Called off. Oh. What's going on? Uh, nothing. I, uh, saying I had a home today and then I went to, um, I'm taking this game making class Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was attempting to learn unity for it. And then, uh, but unity is really hard. Yeah. Like really, really hard. Mm -hmm. So I gave up on that, but that means I'm starting my thing over like with two weeks due. So I've been out at the, at the distraction free coffee zone. Yeah. Doing work uh, in Adventure Game Studio. That's instead. a little bit easier. Yeah, it's it's I like it a lot better. Yeah. Um. So it's it's coming together, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. I should have something that's relatively done. I imagine about a week or so. Okay. It's like way quicker. <laughs> um. I'm pretty into it. Nice. So. Yeah, it just makes sense. I don't know. Like, there's just not a. I was I was trying to do something in an engine that didn't support it, so I had to account for a yeah. lot of variables and the like that I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just added like excess complication. Yeah, but I'm well, doing like a, lot, a lot of like overhead, right? Like just to do the simplest thing, you have to learn how to do the really complicated thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely what it felt like. And the um, 
the cool thing that I kind of came upon is uh, using Adventure Game Studio to do a Mac Venture mm-hmm. style game. So there's no, the game thinks there's a character, but there's really not one. Yeah. Um, on screen, and it's you know it's working pretty well. And I complained about my teeth last last time, so is that any better? Um, it actually is. Like I think that my body was fighting off an infection with it, mm-hmm. so uh, my neck was very sore. My like glands, yeah, that's a bit better today, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, which will buy me some time, yeah, and uh, and stuff. So that is a little bit better. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's dental work is awful. I wish we just had like permanent teeth, like metal. <laughs> like a James like, Bond villain? Yeah, they don't need to change shape and stuff. Like what is what does the softness of, of teeth do for us other than let them grow? Like I'm sorry to replace them all with, with metal. Yeah. Maybe not like you know, so, not, you can, like, so you can crimp rivets and stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, crimp so, I can, so I can catch bullets in my mouth and spit them back out as bullets. Yeah. Um no, I just I, I just feel like if they're just these little little like gnawing objects. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be these, you know, sensitive little babies. Yeah, no, I mean, they they, 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 serve, they, they they should serve a purpose. They should be mineral. Yeah. 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 And it's just agree. like, they're just, they're just so, they're such pansies. I can agree with that. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but like the, 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 the rapid progression of like tooth decay, like as, mm-hmm. as you grow, like maybe it's because both my grandparents had really bad teeth problems. And like, even my, my dad had like shark's teeth for a while. Mm. <laughs> you know, like as a little kid, I'm really, I mean, aside from my kind of, my kind of big two front teeth, like I, I really lucked out on that, but like my, the, the adult figures in my life have always been, have always had terrible dental maladies. So I associate stuff that goes wrong with that with just kind of like mortality a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's kind of yeah. like eye problems or whatever. It, it totally is. That's where like, you know, if somebody says like, oh, you're getting along in the tooth. Mm-hmm. It's because your gum is receding. Mm-hmm. Because you're having health, you know, tooth problems that well, come with getting older. It's better than your gums proceeding. <laughs> yeah, just uh, you ever seen somebody like that? Who has like their gums like just like creep on up their tooth? Yeah, the tooth to gum ratio is kind of looks like a turtleneck, <laughs> like on, on their tooth. Yeah, it's 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 like they've got uh, um, like pink meat moss growing up their ivories. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, it's it's really frustrating too because whenever I complain about it, there's a built-in assumption from people that like, you know. Oh, like that's just because he's just like oh, it's a moral failing. Eating, eating bad, yeah, eating bags of sugar and doesn't brush his teeth. They're like fuck you, man. <laughs> no, like that—that's not true. Like I eat less sugar than almost anyone I know. <laughs> right. Like yeah, if I eat sugar, my endocrine system will kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but, you know, but but even that assumption is there. Like the like from and like from a little kid, we're programmed to le- to believe that tooth decay is our fault. Yeah. You know, yeah, when that's guy, not the case. Like yeah, it, it can be any number of things. You yeah, know, like your and. Your, your 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 tooth decay can be your like immune system turning against you and stuff. Like it's really it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that weird that whole um, that whole idea of like medical problems being somebody who didn't bootstrap themselves properly. Oh yeah, yeah. In this country is just really gross. Mm-hmm. Is a really sickening idea. Yeah, I, I just like it. Like you, know, you motherfucker, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Get off my, like get off a, my dick. It's like addiction, like, right? Like it yeah. seems pretty gross to me that addiction is treated as a moral failing. Like, yeah, like shit's complicated, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like you don't know anything about that person. Yeah. You know, like you, you literally don't know, uh, like you cannot tell how bad it is for them that they turned mm-hmm. to that or what the circumstances were that they turned to that. Yeah. Um, you just, you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, so shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. No, I mean, they're like, it, it, it's just demons who come to find you. And yeah. 
<laughs> you know, they the because because of your weakness, you let them in. Yeah, and... yeah. It's it's also because of not enough God. Uh-huh. Like if you if you had a Christ shield around <laughs> your heart, then you wouldn't uh, become addicted to things. Yeah, and you you, know, you wouldn't have whatever uh, factors led you to mm-hmm. to this thing. If in fact there are even factors. Yeah, because sometimes there aren't. Yeah, sometimes you know sometimes shit just happens. Mm-hmm. 